Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. Amen. All right, Luke 15. Today's title, Grasp. 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 To grasp is to seize and to hold firmly. To grasp is to seize and to hold firmly. To grasp is to seize and to hold firmly. To grasp is to seize, to seize, and to hold firmly. So, to grasp is assertive, is assertive, is active, is aggressive. All right. Luke 15, from verse 11. All right. Luke 15. From verse 11. We can do the NIV. NIV is fine. Alright. So this is the popular story. Um, the story of the lost son or the prodigal son. Alright. Or more accurately. Alright. The story of sonship. Verse 11. Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. Let's go together. The younger one, verse 12, said to his father, give me my share of the estate. So, he divided his property between them. Verse 13, want to go not long after that. Are we there? Luke 15, now we're on verse 13. NIV, yeah, NIV. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. Verse 14, after he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. Look at this. After he had spent everything, there was no famine. Wow. All right. Verse 15. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of the country who sent him to his field to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. It can be wild on the streets. <laughs> even food for pigs, no one gave him anything. So he said, let me even, let me try not die, you know. Let me be lowest of the earth. Let me be scum of the scum. Let me just eat anything, Sha. Even eat pig's food. But with that one, <laughs> no one gave me. It's wild out there, right? Okay. Verse 17. Hallelujah. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's higher servants have food to spare? And here I am, starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. 
Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. 21. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. 22. Before, before go further, have you been there before? You did something so bad, and like you're just telling God, Shag Bamisha, you know, I don't know if, if I'm worthy to be called your child. You know, I feel small. I know that. Look at the father. But the father said to his servants, Quick, look at this. Bring the best rope and put it on him. Wow. Seven for returning sons, for annoying children. Put, says, bring out the best rope. Now, this shows us the art of the father, the thinking of the father, that for every son, the father wants to put on the best robe. He could have said, just bring clothes, child, that's clean. But he said, bring the best robe that the sons of the father deserve to wear the best. All right? Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. 24. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. 25. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. 26. So he called on the servants and asked them, what is going on? Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. 28. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. <laughs> so his father went out and pleaded with him. 29. What his father? Look, all these years I have been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet, you never gave me a young goat. So I celebrate my friends. But when the son of yours asks, who has come your property? Uh, says, you have killed the fattened calf for him. 31. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. 32. But, let's celebrate and be glad. Continue. Yes, was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. All right. So, younger son took for his properties, went out and blew it, got hungry, started starving. Came back home to tell himself, you know, I got my father, you know, I just tell him to be, to be a servant and all that, and at least I will eat and I will not die. But the father said, sons are sons. Even when they go and they come back, sons are sons. Alright? So even when you feel small, when you feel unworthy, when you feel bad, hallelujah, 
Sons are sons. Hallelujah. You are always God's child. Alright? So you cannot be so far gone that God is tired of you. Hallelujah. Alright? But you are best at home because out there is shaggy. You are best at home. You are best in the will of God for you. Because out there, the streets can be wild. But look at this. So he got back home. And whilst he's yearning his dust, you know, I'm not going to be called a son again. Just give me, just make me servant, you know. So the father just, blah, 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 you know. All right? But just yearning, yearning dust. You know how we say some stupid prayers? Go to beg, sha. Man, no die, sha. Like, guy, you're a son. Think like a son. Talk like a son. So of which it made, it made human sense that he comes back with that kind of humility. To us as normal human beings, that kind of humility makes sense. Abi, that they don't mess up. You know, just take me back as and show me just the truth. You know, that kind of humility makes normal human sense. But that is not how God operates. God expects you to carry yourself as a son. When we err, there should be repentance, yes. There should be godly sorrow, yes. But there should not be a sense of unworthiness, a sense of smallness. All right? So, Father, let us call these hands together and says, put on the best robe. So, for even my day one child, you know, my new maritone or my just newly born child, the newborn again present today, he still deserves to put on the best robe. Hallelujah. So every son of God, God looks at you as one that deserves, you know, to have the best of life, to have life in abundance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because a son is a son. A son must look different from servants. Must look different, must think different, must talk differently. Many times, people can get, believers can get stuck in servanthood thinking. Yes. We are sons of God, and yes, we serve him with everything. In fact, we can slave for our father, but we are still sons. Hallelujah. We can slave for our father, but we must not lose sense of our sonship. So we must not just, don't take God as a user. Some people think it's pious to just want to serve and serve and serve and get nothing back in return. God is not a user. He's a reward of people that are seeking. Okay? He said himself that the worker is worthy of his wages. So God is not calling us just walk and walk and walk and walk. He's calling us to sonship. And in sonship, everything that the father has is yours. Now look at the other son. He was angry. He says, Father, I've been slaving for you all these years. Again, this, this, this slavery mentality, this servantship store doesn't, doesn't have sonship in it. Says, I've been slaving for you all my life, and you have not killed a goat for me before. Hallelujah. I can imagine father like, oh wow. Really? Like, dude, you're my son. First things first, you are a son. You are my son. Meaning, all I have is yours. If you want to eat goats, Enter inside the, the, the goat pen. <laughs> Take the goat you want. Don't even ask me. 
go and kill the goats. Father did not tell him, if you want to come and ask me for goats. No. We're like, guy, all I have, meaning that you don't come and ask me for goats. Go in, get the goat, eat it. Don't ask me, is it my way, to, is it my way for you to have goats? That, that, that's his problem. He was waiting for the father to give me goats. He was waiting for what he already had. He was believing that God will do something when God waiting on him to take something. Did you get that? Waiting on God, or more, more, more accurately, waiting for God to do something. When God the Father was waiting on him to take something. So, all the while he waited, he could have gone in to take. So, when guests come to our house, we serve them. You know, for the 20th years of permission, when, it's, when you have the slave, of course, don't do slavery again, okay? But when you have, you know, a hired help, all right? For everything he needs, he will ask, can I take this? What do sons do? When a son knows all things are mine, he's no longer asking, can I take this? He just goes in and takes something. So, for the newly born son or for the returning son, we can be cooking for you to eat. But for mature children, we expect you, maybe in our families, that if you are hungry, you will go in, look for where the food is, prepare it, and eat. Hallelujah. So God expects his mature children to know that it's on them to take. The mark of sonship is ownership. The mark of sonship is ownership. Romans 8, 17. It says, it says we are God's children, and if we are God's children, we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Meaning to be a son is to inherit something. To be a son is to own something. So, the mark of sonship with Christ is that we are joined heirs with Christ and we have all that belongs to Christ. So, we are not waiting for something to happen. We are taking based on what has happened in Christ. We are what taking based on what has happened in Christ. Hallelujah. John 14. John 14. The mark of sonship is ownership. Now, in, in, in days of, of um, in, in Jewish culture, therefore they call their bar mitzvah. The day when a child becomes a son. So, that's the day when the father tells everybody, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Meaning that, if my son signed a check, I signed the check. If my son does anything, I did it. That whatever I own is for my son. Whatever he does, I did it. So, the mark of sonship is joint ownership. It's ownership. It's authority. It's control. So, our sons, it's why the Bible deliberately uses the word sons for us. It's not gender-based. Just make us understand where it's coming from, the Jewish culture which, which, which it stems from. That it's talking about ownership, authority, hallelujah, having all that belongs to the father. Again, the father told the son, the other son, all I have in this house is yours. Hallelujah. And that is how God would have us think that all things are now yours in Christ. 1 Corinthians 2. All 1 Corinthians 3. 1, 2, 3. Yeah, 1, 2, 3. 
is in one, first Corinthians 1, the ending. All things are yours in Christ. Hallelujah. John 14. We have to correct our, our, our servantly view to God. Again, we are meant to be first sons. In fact, we are sons that can walk like servants. Hallelujah. We are sons that can walk like servants. But we are sons, not servants. Our identity is of sons. Again, this will change how we see God. Many times, religion just wants us to look at us as servants. So what will make big claims? They are angry with us. Let me explain. So they tell us to just serve God. Don't expect any reward. Get anything. Good. If you get, if you don't get, you know. That is not the God of the Bible. Hallelujah. We are sons. Sons of ownership. If you have a good father, you know, to show on the children. Hallelujah now. If you have a wealthy father, it will show on the children. Okay? So the, so the father's quality of life has to show on the children. So we are first, yes, we can walk like servants, but we are sons. And you must always remember that you are a son. And the mark of, son, of sonship is ownership. It's ownership. So, if I own something, I don't beg to get it. If I own something, I don't beg to use it. Amen now. If I own something, I'm not going to pray to my father again that father give me this thing. Do you understand? If I own it, that, that's what the prayer goes for the elder brother. This begging daddy or wait at some point, when his daddy is saying, all I have is yours, stop waiting, go in and take it. So, the job is on sons to grasp. The job is on sons to grasp. Hallelujah. Many times we are begging for more of God. And God is telling us, it's on you to grasp. As we're going to explain further. Hallelujah. All right. John 14. John 14. Let's start from verse 1. Want to go? Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Oh, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms or mansions, NKJV. Okay? Want to go? That I know so. Would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? Verse 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. People have read these verses to mean heaven, to mean that he will come back and take us to heaven. That when we get to heaven, we don't have mansions. 
That's not the point of, of, of this particular, of these verses. Let's go on. Verse 5. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. <laughs> this Thomas guy. So how can we know the way? Practical guy. Practical realist. But before God is a bad thing. It says, blessed are those who believe before sin. So I'm a practical guy. Blessed are those that believe what they see. So when we faith guys, not practical, not realist. We are faith people. Alright? Verse 6, just, just answered. I am the way and the truth and the life. Look at this. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Verse 8, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Verse 9 just answered, don't you know me, Philip? If not, I've been among you for such a long time. Anyone who has seen the Father, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Look at this. Christ is showing us where he's taking us to. That he talked about. Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? This is the house that is going to prepare, amen, that he will come and take us to. So that where he is, is where we will also be, which is where we are now in Christ. And where is that? In the Father. Hallelujah. So, in the Father, you know, in the Father, the Father in him, our being in Christ, is the place where he talked about. Okay? And it's a place of sonship. Let's go on. Don't you believe, okay, that I'm Father, okay, let's go on. What I say to you, not my authority, but rather Father living in me, who is doing the work, okay? Look at this. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Verse 12. Very truly I tell you, look at this. Whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing, and they will do even greater works than this, because I am going to the Father. Look at this. So, he says, go to the Father to prepare a place for you so that where I am, is where you be also. And I told them, don't you know, I am in the Father. Look at this. I am in the Father. Location. And the Father is in me. Alright? Location. Okay? It says, believe based on the works I have done. The works I have done show my location. Hallelujah. The works I have done show my location. In the Father, the Father in me. Being one with the Father. Okay? Hallelujah. Sonship. 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 Okay? It now says, now, the one that believes in me will do the same works and even what, we talk about this because what, I'm going to the Father. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And the works are fruit of the place, the identity. Hallelujah. So if you believe in me, you will come into sonship. You will come into the Father. The Father will be inside of you. Okay. You will be in Christ. Okay. The location of sonship. And because you are now sons, you will do the works I've been doing. And even 
greater works. So, the works are a proof, okay, or a fruit of our location, our being sons of God. Hallelujah. So, by being in Christ, hallelujah, we have received access to greater works. Again, sonship. Okay? But herein lies the case. It says, they will do greater works. It didn't say, I will do. The ones that believe in me, they will do. So, again, it is on them to do. When someone says, I heal the sick, people say, you didn't do it, God did it. It's not you that did it, don't give yourself glory. But the Bible says, where it says it? Where the Bible says it is this, you will do greater works. Why are we afraid of being sons? Oloriebi, first son, said that I will do. So when I do, according to the Bible, I can say I did in his name. Do you, I, I have to say, because the Bible said so. Alright? You know in Luke, in Matthew 10, he told them, you go, heal the sick, raise the dead. Freely you have received, Lambanot. Freely give. Again, you heal the sick. He didn't say, I will. He says, you heal the sick. You raise the dead. So again, to show us that it is on sons to do the doing, the taking. Luke 10 is the same thing. Says when you go out there, preach the gospel, look ten, heal the sick, raise the dead. You know, you do. Mark 16, 15 to 21. Says those that believe, they will heal the sick. They will cast out devils. They will, they will, they will. So meaning if it's not God, it's not God, it's us. The point that God is making in scripture that if these things are not done, it is not a failure on God's part. Is a failure on the part of the sons. We saw our senior brother, Christ, do it all without fail. To prove to us it's possible and available to us to do these things without fail. So where there is failure, okay, it is clear that it's not on the anointing, it's not on God, but on us. Hallelujah. So if sick is healed, it's me. Doesn't get healed, it's me. Hallelujah. If I pray for my healing and I don't get the healing, it's me. If I get healed, it's me. When we begin to see it this way, you know, it makes us understand that ha, I'm responsible for what I see in my life. I am responsible to manifest full sonship. Do we understand? All right. So, the son had to first know the things in the house and then know their ease. Hallelujah. The son had to know the things in the house and then know their ease. And that was on him to find out. If a house is yours, what do you do? You go around the house. Hallelujah. You know things in the house. Psalm 16, 11. Psalm 16, 11. Psalm 16, 11. Psalm 16, 11. Christ went to make a place for us with the Father. Psalm 16, 11. In his presence, there is what fullness of joy. 
and what at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. So, in this house that we are in, this in Christ that we are in, is what fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. So, it is on me to know and to take of the things in the house. Hallelujah. Philip one six. Again, Father did not tell the other son that if you want goat, come and ask me. This is so important. He didn't tell him if you want a goat to be cute for you, come and ask me. He just said, All things are yours. Meaning you could have gone in any time to lay hold of anything you wanted. That the prerogative manifestation is not on God but on man. You get that? That a prerogative manifestation of things as in Christ is not on God but on us. So, stop waiting for God to get you healed. To help you grow in knowledge, to help you grow in Christ. Go into the rooms of our in Christ realities. Know what is yours and take it. Hallelujah. I guess my point this evening. Stop waiting that one day God will do something. Rather, go into the house that we are in. The house is in Christ, in the Father, in us. Go and understand the things as in Christ and begin to lay hold of them. Take it. Check all the house and know what is yours. Again, whatever is in the house is yours also. Because all the Father has is yours. You are heirs of God and you are joined heirs with Christ. So go into all the house and find out what is ours and take. It will change how we pray. Is why Paul will always pray this prayer that I may know him. Paul would really pray, God, give me this, give me that. He will, he will pray prayers of knowledge to know the things in the house. Because if I can know it and be sure about it, I have it because it's mine already. I only take what I know is available. Hallelujah now. I only take what is available. I only take you know, how much is available also. So the quality also depends on how much I know is available. So I only take as much as I know is available. So, my job is to know the things available in Christ and to know also that they are there abundantly. So, I can make a pull from the abundance. So, this makes it clear that Jesus did not create a sele so I can be A in it. It's not just some ori that you just sprinkle on the floor, you know, and just picking one, picking one. It's an abundance of supplies. Hallelujah. An abundance of grace, of ability, hallelujah, of capacity. Ah, shit. If I am a heir of God and I am joint heirs with Christ, I must see my life and see the world where Christ saw it. I must see through his eyes. 
because he's the model son. I must talk the way he talks. I must see myself in him. See myself as him. So when I face life's issues, the only way I can fully manifest sonship is by looking at life's issues through the eyes of Christ. Do you understand? So, there was a storm. There was a storm. And one of others were scared. Christ chose to ride on the storm to go and meet them. He walked on it. The other time he was sleeping in the storm. But like, don't care that we, that we die. He, he got up and said, Peace be still. Now, he and said, Jesus, you know, God, please, my father, kill the storm. Kill the storm. You know, in that kind of prayer, he talked to the storm. Because again, he understood that being a son meant authority. Do you understand? If, for example, now, if I tell my son at age 25, no, no, that's too long, at age 20, that in this house, everything is yours. All the cars, they are yours too. Will you not come and ask me that I want to go out? I can't think of a car. I already said all the cars are yours. You want to go out, take a key, take one, drive it out. That's authority. If I have to beg for it, then I don't have it. If I have to beg for it, I don't have it. If I have to beg for it, I don't have it. Like policeman telling, telling you on the road, okay, I'm calling Buari, Buari, please might be stop this, stop this car. What does he do? Stop. And what authority? If I have to call somebody else to do it, I don't have authority. Or I don't have authority. So seeing things the way Christ will see them mean that I will talk the way he talks. Christ would heal the sick without, 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 without you know, bring, calling, calling God to it. He will just speak to the sickness and the sickness goes. That's authority. I don't beg for the things mine. I lay hold of them. I take them. I take them. I take them. I take them. All right. Philemon 1 6. Philemon 1 6. Are we still together? NKJV. Philemon 1 6. If I just say I'm there, I'm going to wait this time. Will not scam me. I'm going to wait. Philemon 1 6, NKJV. Hallelujah. Are we learning tonight? Philemon 1 6. That the sharing of your faith may become what? Effective by what? The acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Let's take it again. That the sharing of your faith or your living the faith life may be effective how? By the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So to mean that we are only effective in living the faith life by acknowledging, by knowing, by knowing that, they are, that, by knowing that those things that we desire are in us in Christ. I can only take what I know is available. 
So the, the, the job is to know what's available and to acknowledge it. This is mine. That is mine. Hallelujah. Eating is mine. I have prosperity. I have direction. Oh boy, I have joy. Hallelujah. Ah, you know, to know, to know. Oh, I hear God. I, I always hear God. He's in me. So, of course, I hear him. Hallelujah. He's in me. So, I hear him. He leads me. I have provision. I have direction. I have a good future. All things are mine. So, whatever I need is in Christ. is mine. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I must acknowledge. To acknowledge means to know and to reckon with it. To know is there and to know is yours. To know and to affirm. So it means I believe to my heart and say to my mouth. I was believe with my heart and I say to my mouth, I, I reckon this with mine. I must acknowledge it. So if I send you a mail, what, what do you use to the mail? Acknowledged. What does that say? I saw it. I saw it. I must say it. You are saying, you are saying, I saw it. That's the point. You must also say you saw it. That's the idea. So you see it and you say it. Hallelujah. You see it and you say it. You what? You see it and you say it. I saw it. It's mine. Hallelujah. Hebrews 4.16. Hebrews 4.16. Hallelujah. Hebrews 4.16. Let's, let's, let's have a verse from verse 14. From verse 14. NKJV is fine from verse 14. Are we there? Let's take it together. One to go. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. Please pause. He says, seeing that we have a high priest that has gone to heavens. Meaning that seeing that we have a high priest that has, that has gone to the Father. John 14. Seeing that he has now made a way for us. That we are now sons in him. He has gone to make a way for us into the Father. So because we are seeing that, okay, so let us then hold fast our confession. Let us begin to, 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 to grasp, to seize and to firmly hold. Hold fast. It says hold fast the confession. Hold fast. Means to seize and to firmly hold it. Hallelujah. To seize and to firmly hold something. So things that Christ has done for us, we seize them and we firmly hold it. Hallelujah. Verse 15. Want to go? Ah, uh, lag. Verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot was sympathize their weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Verse 16. Look at this. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. Obtain this lambano. And find grace to help in time of need. Seeing that Christ has gone to the Father to before us and has now made us sons, says, Let us as sons then come boldly, not beggarly, not servantly. 
Let us then come boldly to obtain mercy. Not to come and beg for something. Lambano is to take aggressively what's already yours. Lambano means there is no chance I don't get it. There's no chance I don't get it. There's no chance I don't get it. That's Lambano. There's no chance I don't get it. I, uh, did you get that? That's if I go to take it, I'm taking it. That's Lambano. So there's no, God, have mercy on me. It's not, it's, not, it's not a maybe or maybe not. Do you understand? It's not a plea that can get a no. So Lambano is not to go and beg. It's to go and take what is already yours. He says that sons should approach the throne of grace because Christ made the way for the throne of grace. And when we get there, which we are there, we should boldly, lambano, take aggressively. What's already yours? Take it. So whatever you need is in Christ. You don't go and beg for it. You go and take. That means if I press into it, I'm going to get it. There is no chance of a no. That the father would never say a no to this. Do you understand? So lambano means it is up to me. That's what I mean of the word lambano. So lambano means to take, to actively lay hold. To lay hold by aggressively taking what's available. By taking hold, to lay hold of what is available. To aggressively take what's available, to take it aggressively. It means it's already there, but I must go and take it aggressively. Do you, this is Bible meaning of, of, of Lambano. I must go and take it aggressively. Meaning it's already available. I am just doing the taking. Do we understand? Glory to Jesus. It also means to, to show us that the taking of it is our own volition. It's our volition. So, the taking is up to me. Aggressively, assertively, it's up to me. Now, if, for example, only for, only for example, when we are taught to talk assertively, how do we talk? When we talk assertively, how do we do it? Straightforwardly, matter of fact, you know, is with confidence. With boldness, with bold speech. Do you understand? God is saying, I've made all things available to you. You do the taking aggressively. Assertively. Assertively. Aggressively. So, the more you acknowledge, the more, the more you manifest. The more you acknowledge, the more you, the more you take, the more you manifest. Hallelujah. God has given us his spirit. In doing so, given us every, every, every strap blessing in holy places. So for us now begin to manifest, it's up to us. Philippians 3. So if I don't experience a blessing, it's not God that didn't do. It is me that didn't take. We can sometimes suck at taking. We can suck at taking. Amen now. 
We can suck at taking. That's the problem. Many believers suck at taking. If I don't experience a blessing, it's not that God did not do it. It's that I did not lamp and know it. I did not grasp it. Now, when you see here, aggressively, assertively, it shows that there's contention. You understand? So it's not that God did not do. It's that we did not, we did not win over the contention. It is on you to be a king. Amen? And get stuff done. I call that king. <laughs> Hallelujah. Again, if I don't experience a blessing, it's not that God did not do it. It's me that did not grasp it. Again, to grasp is to seize and to hold family. So, it is on us to do. It's on us, Philippians 3. Philippians 3. Are we still learning? Are we still here? Philippians 3. From verse 10 to 12. Want to go that I may know him. Look at this. That is, and you know, the power of resurrection. Look at this. Fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain the resurrection of the dead. What's he saying? Verse 12 first, verse 12. Want to go. Not that I've already attained. Are we together? Or I'm already perfected. But look at this. I press on that I may lay hold of that. What Christ Jesus has, you know, also laid hold of me. What's he saying? He's saying, my heart desire is to know Christ. To know the power's direction. To know that power that took him up from the dead. To know that power. To, he's not praying that God give me that power. Hallelujah now. That power is ours. He's praying that Lord, help me to know the power. To know it is mine. And to know how vast, how large, how wide it is available to me. And he says, to know so the flesh of sufferings, to conform unto his death. Meaning, meaning to, to fully understand and experience this death to sin. Beyond just talking about it, to live out the death to sin life. Conform to his death. And then also come to resurrection. Meaning, and then also to conform to the fullness of the new life in Christ. That's his prayer. He's saying that spiritual growth is to know something. I, uh, so our prayer is to know something, revelation knowledge. That, you know, it's not, it's not just knowledge in your head. It's something that burns in your heart. He says, I'm not there yet. I'm pressing on to lay hold. So, the press is to lay hold. It's not to beg that God, No, it's not a prayer. It's a prayer to know. So, the knowing is a laying hold of. 
People cry about prayer meetings. Nobody says I went to a world meeting for 12 hours. What do we brag about? We prayed for 10 hours. Nobody is saying that went to, went to Bible study meeting for 10 hours. I mean, I've, not, I've never kind of brag, brag before. Of which, what makes the difference is not just long prayers, it's in the acknowledging. What, what you impart me with, I can use for a while. But if I don't know what I should know, it will happen to not happen. You understand? I've been there before. Some today happens, some today, today, today it's work, more it's not work. No, tell me, I know we've all been there. Today, people want to, to sit well, person got well, go to the next two months. Now, oh, shall I, you know, you don't know, it, just like it happens, it's not happens. Yeah, mm. amen now. But when you know something you should know, for you, is, you know how it works. You know how. You know, you know the why. You know the what about it. So when you acknowledge, you can then get results consistently. When you acknowledge, when you notice yours, you can get the results consistently. 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 It comes by knowledge. Acknowledging. Knowing the things in the Father's house and taking it for the use. Hallelujah. That we may know. This is the book of the Pauline epistles. That we may know. All his prayers were that you may know. Ephesians 1 15 21, that you may know. Colossians 1 9 13, that you may know something. Ephesians 3 3 10 to 14 to 20, that you may know something. All of them, that you may know. That you may know. That you may know. Why? Because it's already yours. It is now about you knowing. Knowledge that bonds in your heart that you are sure about. This is why we study. Is why we pray that we may know. In Acts 19, let me wrap it up here. The Bible says, and God did the miracles through the hands of Paul. Right? Right? That they, take, they took Ankis from him to heal the sick and raised the dead, and the sinners left, the demons left. Amen. Now, we read this and say, God gave Paul special and special grace. Is that we all see it? Yes or yes? That Paul had a special grace that God gave him specially because his name is Paul. Because he's an apostle. But I feel otherwise. I feel like Paul grew into those things by not acknowledging. All things are ours already. Manifest them by acknowledging, knowing, revelation knowledge that God did not merely give Paul. Paul took something. So, this means that I should not be waiting for the day that God gives me something. I should be every day taking something. That's it right there. You get that? So I'm normally waiting and hoping that one day God will give me something. I should be every day taking something. So by prayerful study, eating the sermons, I'm acknowledging. That is how I begin to manifest more of the things mine in Christ. So it means I am going after. I'm not waiting for it. I'm going after it. Not waiting for it. I'm going after it by knowledge. 
So, if your life will change, it is you that will go after something. It is you that will take out by knowledge. Sometimes it requires a real aggression. Some real aggression. Being assertive about it. So you say you are healed. You still have some symptoms. And it's why you need aggression. Why need to be assertive about it? Do you understand? Because sometimes it looks like you know, things want to run mad. You need to be strong and be assertive. Not waiting that one day God will do it. No. Every day I'm taking it. So, Paul preached one night and preached so somebody died. Paul preached that guy to death, literally. Preached the guy to death. So the guy fell from up. Imagine, fell from up, landed dead. Probably broke some bones. Yeah, landed dead. So, Paul went there and laid on him. And he came back to life. Now people say, what a mighty man Paul is. What a special man of God. God gave him special grace. That's where the problem is. It's why many don't do these things. Why? We are waiting on God to give special grace. When we should be taking what has been given. Paul did not get there and pray. Paul just did. What did Paul know? What did Paul know? What did Paul know? Paul knew that he doesn't speak that took us from the dead. Listen to me. That same spirit gives my life. Gives my life, you know. Gives, gives life to my mortal body. He knew that same spirit of God that, that took Christ up from the dead lives in him. That same spirit communicates life to his mortal body and through his mortal body. So he went there, took that life in him, laid on the dead. The dead came back to life. Paul did what he knew and it worked. Don't forget, Christ says, you heal the sick. You raise the dead. He didn't say I will. He says you do. All things are now yours. We manifest by acknowledging. You can ask 19. Paul taught them for two and a half years in the same place. So, look at me. While teaching them was knowing something more. While teaching them every day, two and a half years, even he was growing knowledge. What happened next? And Paul is miracles. Why? As he taught it, he knew it. They stayed on the world for two and a half years, meaning they grew in something and began to see the results. So, it's not that God did something for Paul. Paul took something from God. Paul took something from God. God did not give more. Paul took more. Do you understand? God did not give more. Paul took more. So, the role of the believer is in knowing. Is in knowing. Finishing here, 1 Peter 2, 3 to 4. 1 Peter 2, 3 to 4. Why open that? When Paul told us in Ephesians 2021, you know, that the power available to us, the same power that took Christ up from the dead, telling us that the power available to us is dead raising power. 
That was what he knew that made him raise up the dead. That is what Paul knew that made him raise up the dead. So, it was not a prayer to God to do. It was a prayer from faith that he had already. You get? So, he wasn't looking up to God. God do. No. He, he knew something. All right. First Peter 2. When someone writes what he knows and does it, you know he really knows it. Hold on, hold on. Second Peter, second Peter 1. Verse 2. Second Peter 1, verse 2. Once we go, once we go together, everybody, this is important. Grace and peace be what? Multiplied to you in the what? Knowledge of God. Are we together? And of Jesus our Lord. Let's take it together again, verse 2. We are taking it together. Second Peter 1, verse 2. Second Peter 1, verse 2. Want to go? Grace and peace be multiplied to you in knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Verse 3. As divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Verse 4. By which we have been given, given to us here, exceedingly great and what? That through this you may be partakers of the divine nature and escaped. Now, did he say grace multiplied unto you as God the Father wills? That what he says? No, come again. Did he say that grace multiplied to you as God the Father so wills? That one day God will just multiply grace to you. That what he says? What did he say? Grace and peace. Peace there means everything going well with you. That's the meaning of peace, prosperity. Be multiplied to you how? Through the knowledge. So God won't give you more grace. You will apply more grace by acknowledging. Yes, huh? You will grow in grace and prosperity by acknowledging. So, the more you see in the word, the more you see in your life. Hallelujah. Can I have tonight? Lord, my eyes see. My eyes see. Ah, my eyes see. Keep praying. My eyes see. My eyes see. To us, it's been given to know the mystery of the kingdom. To us, it's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. So I know. I know. I'm not lazy. I'm slothful. To, I'm, I'm, I'm not lazy. I'm, I'm not slothful. I am hard working to study. I'm diligent in my study, in my prayer, so I can know. I'm diligent to seek, to search, to find out. I'm diligent to practice. Come on, pray tonight. I am diligent to practice. I am diligent to study. I am diligent to know the things mine in Christ. Come on, pray someone tonight. Let's kadivanate. Lepa gosh to goloske diata. We are people of diligence in study. 
Because it has been given to us to know. So, if we prayerfully study, we will know. Pray tonight. Tonight, I pray for you. As you pray for yourself, the eyes of your understanding is enlightened. The eyes of your understanding is enlightened so that you may know. So that you may know. You may know the rich of, of, of inheritance in us is only ones. That you may know the hope which he has called you to. That you may know the immeasurable power that has made available to the believer in Christ. Oh, we know. We know. The power that took Christ up from the dead, that same power is at work in us. Oh, we know how deep, how wide, you know, how long is this power, is the love of God. Oh, we know. We know. We know how deep, how wide, how tall is the love that God has for us. And so we are filled with all his fullness. We see that knowing leads to fullness. Knowing leads to fullness. Knowing leads to fullness. So we know. We know. We know. Oh, we know. Come and pray someone tonight. Oh, we know. 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 We are people of the word. We are people of prayerful study. We acknowledge. We believe God's word and we say it. Oh, pray someone. Lord, you get some more tosses. Kelis kadushto go prayer de gadasa. Helanati. Jesus kitiga fata. Epranos kolapre ediza. Elis kupre yandeka. Tos kuprande. We know. So we can seize and firmly hold things as in Christ. So we can seize and firmly hold things as in Christ. So that we seize and firmly hold things as in Christ. We lay hold aggressively. We win over every contention of the flesh. Over every contention of the old nature. Over every contention of fear. Over every contention of the past nature. We win over every contention of fear and of doubt by acknowledging. By acknowledging. We cease and firmly lay hold. We go over every religious thinking that, that tells us this is not yours. This, this is too much for you. This is, this is too big. No. We cease and we firmly hold. We come to understand that all things are ours. That we are heirs of God and we are joint heirs with Christ. Oh, that we may know you. That we may know you. And the power of the resurrection. That we may know you. That we may know you. That we may know you. That we may know the power of the resurrection. That we may know the fellowship of your sufferings. Even conformed unto your death. Thou may know and experience fully the death to sin life. Thou may know and fully experience the death to sin life. Thou may attain, you know, much more to the life of resurrection. A life of power, of character. A life of peace. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Come on, pray some more tonight. La paradis solatis de levarastes. Oh, praise the Lord tonight. Let the guest to pranagadas. Kiza kotolo peliti kiza. Lepranesh to fetisikiate. Lekadesh to pranagadagasas. Yes, Lord, we thank you. We thank you. Father, 
tonight. We, your children, gather together. Receive afresh. You know, um, this diligence is study. Help to study diligently. Yes, we know we have access to no things of the kingdom. So, we receive, you know, um, a fresh flow of this knowledge. A fresh flow such that as we study, we have understanding. As we study, we catch something. We know something. We see something. In the name of Jesus, that we begin to understand more and more that the thinking of the things as in Christ is up to us. And in so knowing, we take, we take, we grasp, we lambano aggressively, assertively in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So, if you want a healing, God will not heal you. You will take healing. If you want a healing, God will not heal you. You will take healing. This is important. Don't die waiting. If you want a healing, God will not heal you. You will take healing. One more time. People say, we're waiting on God to heal the person. The person will die. We will, not, we will take healing. God will not heal you. You will take healing. Go and see scripture. God will not do. We will do. We will do. We will do. Hallelujah. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Chance to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church. And do join us every Sunday by 9 a.m. and Wednesday by 6 p.m. to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world.